Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the next step button. All right, well, welcome everyone. Uh, Welcome those online. Thanks for joining us today. It's great to have you with us. Well, uh, today I want to talk to you about how to pack a bag. I don't know if you guys know how to do that, but you're going to find out, all right? So on a trip, whether it be hiking, camping, traveling on a plane, it requires us to pack a bag full of things. Now, depending on where you're going, you might need different things. And I've learned that there's two types of people when it comes to packing a bag. There's, uh, firstly, there's the underpacker. This person just throws whatever in their bag and just wants to spend as little time as possible on the task. Uh, they will just worry about what they didn't bring when they get there. They're, they're driven by the mindset of, she'll be right. And anything that they forget, they can always just pick up from the shops when they get there. Or they can just re-wear their undies three times and no stress, right? Now... This person causes me great anxiety. And then there's the correct way to do it, which is the overpacker. So this person will pack every single thing that will make the trip seem as if they never left home at all. They will never lack or be in need of anything because they brought everything. They're prepared for every type of weather, event or unexpected disaster and they're driven by the mindset of just in case. In case you haven't guessed, I'm this type of packer, right? And uh, I want to tell you um, stories of when I've packed my bags, okay? The first time was when I was working as an outdoor guide, taking people on hikes and adventures and stuff like that. And I would always pack more than I needed. And what I mean by that is, if it was a day hike... I would pack for overnight, just in case. I'd have a tent, I'd have first aid kits, radios, everything like that. Because if I was out in the bush and, you know, taking a group and Billy breaks his leg, well, we may have to camp overnight until we can, you know, move out. So I have to be prepared for every situation. Now, some of my other colleagues would laugh at me and go... Why why are you bringing all this stuff? It's just unnecessary weight, right? Until something happened and lo and behold, who had what was needed? Me. (laughs) Also, when I go overseas, I always go like, okay, so how how many nights am I going for? Okay, I'm going for seven nights. So, you know, most people would go, okay, seven types of clothes, right? Uh, Not me. I'm like, oh, that extra 20%, you know, in case something gets dirty or damaged or whatever. And then I always get back and I'm like, half of this stuff I didn't wear. But on the bright side, there's less to wash. (laughs) Now, 
There's two types of baggage when you look up the definition. The first one is this, which is trunks, suitcases, etc., used in travelling or luggage. And then there's the things that block one's freedom, progress, development or adaptability. Um, And another word is obstacles. And so if you can't guess, I'm going to be talking about the second one of those, not the first. But did you know there's another type of baggage that we tend to overpack with unnecessary items and things we hold on to that weigh us down in life? So why do we hang on to this emotional and spiritual baggage if it doesn't serve us any purpose? You see, there's so many times we can hold on to hurt, onto pain, uh, guilt, shame, fear, anger, insecurities, all these kind of issues that can weigh us down. And it's unnecessary. And in all of these situations, the Bible tells us that we can let it go, we can clean it out, and we can move on and leave it behind. Now, whenever I do a clean out of my house, I realize that I'm 100% a hoarder. I hold on to things that were of no use and of no value to my life anymore. Does anyone else do that? Uh, So why... Why do we keep them? Was it because we paid too much for it and we're trying to like justify our bad financial decisions? Is it because we didn't want to admit, admit that we never needed them to begin with or that we fought so hard to get something we didn't need? And so just, be, just like we can become hoarders of all sorts of stuff, many times we can become spiritual and emotional hoarders. Maybe sometimes we use the extra baggage to hide behind because we feel inadequate and insecure and we find it so difficult to let go of old habits and old mindsets. And all the while, Jesus is trying to get us to unclench our fists to let go of the things that are holding us back and weighing us down. But so often, for whatever reason, we just can't seem to let it go. So... I, I got an image, and I've asked my friend James to come and help me, okay? So this, this, this is my hiking bag. All right, so I've already packed it with a bunch of stuff, but we're going to see how much more we can add to it, all right? So if you turn around. So that's it. Put your arm in. It's, it's going to be, I'm hoping it's going to be like that primary school, school bag where they just go, whoop. <laughs> All right. How's that feel? Is it heavy? It's heavy, but not too heavy. Heavy, but not too heavy. All right. So there's already stuff in here, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's the stuff that people have said. Maybe it's the painful experiences we've had. Maybe we're holding on to uh, other people's baggage as well. Does anyone do that? Someone, you know, dumps something on you. And they go, oh, thank you, I feel so much lighter. And you're like, I don't. All right? So all these things, they get put in our bags. They get put in our bags, and then we have to carry them. All right, how's that? It's pretty heavy. All right, last, last one. Is he... Are you, you going to tip over? Maybe. Maybe. All right. So all this stuff, right? Do you do you, do you, do you think 
Do you think this is helpful to James's life to hold on to all this unnecessary stuff? But then, here's, here's what Jesus wants to do, right? He wants us to let it all go. He wants us to unburden ourselves of all of this stuff. Is it getting lighter? Yeah? All right, you, you can see the colors coming back to his face now. See, all this stuff, all this unnecessary stuff, all this pain, all this baggage that we've been holding on to, it stops us from living a life of freedom. Still going, right? I got rocks, I got drywall, all sorts of stuff, right? Unnecessary. Look. All right, what about now? Can you move around a bit more? Yeah, that's better? All right, thank you, James. Give him a clap. So it seems silly, right? All this extra weight, all this extra baggage, but that's exactly what we do with our lives. And see, here's some of the baggage that we can carry, right? Here's some of the baggage. We can carry our own emotions. We can carry our pain from the past, from these experiences. We can become trapped in being a victim of our circumstances. We can also carry what other people carry. So they're carrying this heavy stuff, and for some reason we think it's a good idea to go, you know what, let me take that and I'll add that to my load. Or maybe it's feeling the need to fix everything. And eventually it just gets to a point where it's just all too much for us to carry. And that's because we were never designed to carry that. So if, if that's where you are today with a big heavy bag of baggage, I hope that Jesus can work in this for you. Because how, how do we reach this place that God has for us when we're, when we're so burdened down by all the baggage we've collected over the years? Baggage like fear, anger, bitterness, jealousy, confusion. How do we get there, right? How, 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 do, we, how do we go from the stuff that's blocking us between our spiritual growth and our freedom? Well, here's a quote I just want to kick off with. It says this, Sometimes the greatest barriers to our spiritual growth and flourishing are the things that we're already carrying. And so, I want to start off with a question. What are you carrying in your bag today? What are you carrying in your bag today? And so here's what I want us to do today as we unpack some of the baggage. Firstly, Here's what we're going to look at, that firstly, Jesus wants us to let go of our baggage. It requires us to be intentional, and we need to look at Jesus. Those are the three things we're going to unpack. So the first part is that Jesus wants us to let go of our baggage. That's his desire. And so we're going to take a look at the book of Matthew, which is one of the books that make up the Gospels, outlining Jesus' ministry, his time on earth, his teachings to his followers. And uh, this is what it says in Matthew chapter 11. It says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so in these few verses, Jesus has an invitation. 
And the invitation is he's inviting people who are tired, who are burdened and weary to come to him. Well, friends, how how many of you have ever felt like that from time to time, right? So there's an invitation for you. And this is what he promises. He says, these are people who are exhausted from working hard, exhausted from doing things on their own, in their own strength. And he promises those that come to him will get relief and refreshment from their souls. Who reckons that sounds like a pretty good deal, right? And so then he talks about a yoke. And so this is a yoke here. It's a, um, it's a wooden beam that's put on two oxes and they pull the plow together. And it's used to train young oxes by partnering them with a stronger and with a more mature ox. And the job of the younger ox was simply to follow in the same direction. And the older ox pulled most of the weight and understood the commands of the plow driver. And as long as the younger ox followed the older ox, everything was fine. But if the younger ox decided to try and go its own way, the work became much more difficult. And only by going with the older ox could the younger ox complete the day's work without collapsing from exhaustion. And so when Jesus has this invitation, come to me all who are weary and burdened, take my yoke because it's easy and light. This is what he's saying. He's saying, I'll take the load. I'll take the weight. All you have to do is follow me. Jesus' desire is that he wants us to let go of our weight. He wants us to let go of our baggage. And when we're yoked to Jesus, he carries most of the weight. But here's the thing. It doesn't just happen. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, ah, all my baggage is gone. It'd be nice but it doesn't work like that. We still have to work. We have to be deliberate and intentional about it. But if we follow with Jesus close to us, sharing our load with him, and if we do things his way in his strength and not our strength, then that work will not become overwhelming or burdensome. So that's the first thing. The second thing is this, that it requires an intentional choice. So here's the thing when you're dealing with baggage, right? It requires an intentional choice. Just like at the airport, you know when they have that sign, do you have any of these in your bag, like aerosols or screwdrivers or, you know, all this weird stuff that they put on their batteries, all that? Now, if you rocked up and said, I don't know, I didn't pack it, what do you think is going to happen, right? A very long sit in a very uncomfortable room with a whole bunch of scary-looking people. That's what's going to happen. See, I think we need one of those signs for our own lives. To go, what's in my bag? Do, do I have any of these things in my bag at the moment? Things that are outside of my control. Things that I don't need to carry. And we need to go, you know what? Why is that in my bag? I need to give that over to Jesus. And so I want us to take a look at a passage from Hebrews 12. And so the context of the book of Hebrews is this. The author is unknown, but we believe that they knew Timothy. And the author wasn't an eyewitness of Jesus, but the book has two primary purposes. Firstly, to encourage Christians to keep going and to warn them not to abandon their faith in Jesus. 
And so this is what it says in Hebrews 12. It says this, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And so this passage goes through a lot of different things. And so I want to unpack it bit by bit. Firstly, it starts off telling us about the cloud of witnesses. Well, who are these witnesses? Who are these people that are witnessing? Well, the chapter before Hebrews 11 talks all about the people who had the faith to look towards God and to trust Him with their circumstances. Their stories, their lives tell us that any rejection, any suffering in this world is worth it because of the reward and approval that lies ahead of us with Jesus. And the Bible says these are pictured as witnesses. Now, the author doesn't just tell us to follow their example, but he encourages us that we are surrounded by them. They are pictured as an encouragement to our faith. You see, these were the people who weren't weighed down by baggage but continued to fix their eyes on who God was and what God had promised them. And now the author tells us what we must do because we see what these witnesses of faith have done. The second part of this first verse is that following Jesus is like running a race and we're called to run that race with endurance. Well, how, how do we do that? How do we run this race of endurance? What, what is the race? Well, first, the author pictures that there are things that are weighing us down while we run this race. So think about this, right? Imagine trying to run a marathon while carrying a bunch of excess weight. Imagine trying to run in heavy, wet jeans, a parka, ankle weights, and dumbbells in your hand. Now, how well do you think you're going to run that race? Maybe if you've trained for it. Still probably not the best way. Usually you see them, you know, they've got shaved legs and short shorts and like the, the, the least amount of weight as possible. So they're aerodynamic or something like that. You see, we realize that we can't run the race with endurance if we're carrying and wearing a bunch of things that are not helpful for running a race. Yet when it comes to our spiritual race with Jesus, when it comes to our journey of a lifetime of following Jesus, this can be exactly what we're doing. We need to cast off all the weights in our lives and we need to cast off all the burdens and baggage that we're dragging in life. And friends, this requires intentional effort and it doesn't happen by accident. And so you might be going, okay, I can recognize I've got some baggage. What, what do I do with it? How, how do I unburden myself? Well, there's a few things that we can do, I think. The first one is this, to spend more time with Jesus. You see, the more time we spend, the greater we, awareness we have of the things that we need to let go of and the things that we need to give to Jesus. The second thing is that we can pray with others. And there's a number of ways that we can pray with others. We can pray with the people in our life group. We can pray uh, down the front after the service. We can pray online for those that are online as well. Um, another thing we can do is the steps to freedom in Christ, which I already told you is happening this afternoon. I'm going to that. Christy's going to that. Um, because 
we see it as a worthwhile thing that we need to continue to do, to, to allow ourselves to sit with God and go, God, what baggage am I holding on to? What baggage am I holding on to? Because, friends, let me tell you, I have a lot of my baggage. I have a lot of other people's baggage. In fact, you could say I'm a professional baggage handler. <laughs> and so... I think we all get weighed down by those things. We all hold on to those things. And so that's another important way we can do that. And the last way that we can do that also is prayer ministry, where, where we can go to a place like uh, LL and we can, we can get prayer ministry, where we can sit down. Someone does the journey with us and prays through those different areas of our life where we're holding on to this stuff that really isn't helping us run the race. And so... Remember, it requires intentional effort. It doesn't happen by accident. The last thing I want to look at is that we need to look at Jesus rather than our baggage. And Hebrews 12, the second part in verse 2, it tells us this. It tells us to run the race with endurance, we need to look to Jesus. Our focus while running must be on Jesus if we're going to be successful. We cannot run with endurance if we're looking anywhere else but Jesus. And this same principle applies to every area of life, right? If you're, if you're driving a car, you don't look at what you're trying to avoid. You look at where you want to go. Because otherwise, you're going to hit the wall or you're going to hit that curb or whatever, right? And so the same is true in this area of our life as well. When we focus on our baggage, when we focus on our pain, when we focus on what that person did or said, on our anger and our frustration towards that situation, it's not helping us run that race. And I'll be the first to admit that I struggle with that sometimes. I, I can get so focused on the situation, on the emotions associated with that situation and I take my eyes off Jesus, and it's not helpful for me running the race. To run the race with endurance, the race that's before us, we must focus our eyes on Jesus only. We cannot focus on other people or other things, because when we focus on other people, then our faith will become stuck. When we're consumed by what others are doing to us or not doing for us, then our faith becomes stuck. When we focus on the things of this life, our faith becomes stuck. And the faith we need will only come from fixing our eyes on Jesus. You see, friends, it matters what we focus on. Because what we focus on is what you will get more of. If you focus on all your problems in this life, then all you are going to see is problems in life. If you focus on how this life is not what you thought it would be, then all you're going to see is depression and disappointment. If you focus on all your hurts, then all you're going to do is feel pain and suffering every single day. And if we focus on being negative, then all you're going to have is a life of negativity. It matters what we focus on. It matters what we focus on. Jesus did not focus on the cross. Jesus did not focus on the shame. Jesus focused on the joy that was set before him. And the people of faith focused on what was promised, but what they had not yet received. And they all looked forward to the joy that was to come. And so hopefully, hopefully today, you've seen Jesus 
desire is for you to live a life of freedom, to let go of this baggage and to be able to move freely into the future. And so this is what we've looked at. We've looked at this. Firstly, that Jesus wants us to let go of our baggage, that it requires us to be intentional and we need to look at Jesus. And so the first step of that is choosing to follow Jesus. That's the first step. The first step of finding freedom is choosing to follow Jesus. When we recognize, actually, I can't do this on my own. I can't carry these things, and I don't want to carry them anymore. And so I invite you, whether you're in the room, whether you're online, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. A very simple prayer that goes like this. Father in heaven, Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for choosing to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that for the first time, I want you to let someone know because we don't want you to carry this pain. We don't want you to carry this baggage on your own. We want to help you give that over to Jesus so that you can find freedom in your life. So that you can live the life that Jesus is wanting and desiring you to live. And so maybe there's some things that I've said today that have stood out to you. Maybe you go, you know what? I think doing the steps to freedom would be a good suggestion. Maybe I need to pray with my life group about this. Maybe I need to go and get some prayer ministry. But for all of us, I want us to take some time to check our bag. What are you carrying currently? And is there anything that you need to give to Jesus? And so I'm just going to put this question up. What do you need to give to Jesus? And I just invite you to spend 30 seconds around that question. Let's sing, Oh God, my God. friends that's that's where we're going to finish today and i recognize that 30 seconds to sit with that question man you could spend a lifetime on that question and so i'm going to invite the prayer team forward if you'd like some prayer uh you can get some prayer those online if you'd like prayer you can press the prayer button But friends, imagine if we all did this. Imagine if we were a church where we're running the race, where we're finding freedom, where we're only carrying the things that we need to carry. And when we're leaning on Jesus, 
when we're getting our strength from Him. So friends, I'm going to pray and then we'll finish. So Father, I thank you. Thank you that you sent Jesus so that we could live a life of freedom where we wouldn't have to hold these things, where we wouldn't have to feel stuck and overwhelmed, but that we could look forward with hope and expectation of what you've promised us. And so we pray that you would help us to give those things over to you, that you would help us to be intentional with that, and that we would continue to focus and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, we're, we're going to sing one more song just to finish off. So I invite you to do what you need to do. If you need to sit around that question a bit more, sit. If you want to sing and declare who God is, I invite you to stand and sing with us. Let's sing, O oh God, my God. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your
Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives, everything that you have done and everything you are going to do. We thank you for this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, those online, thank you for joining us. If you'd like some prayer, you can press the prayer button uh, and there's going to be some discussion questions for you now. Have a great week. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the Next Step button.